Welcome, everybody, to the Idle Hour podcast, where our goal is to bring you all the news and current events that we find compelling within the Japanese idol industry, and generally shoot the shit about idols for about an hour, or maybe more. As you can see, maybe more. Uh, in this episode, we talk a little bit about Love Live uh, and Sakamichi, uh, and we go over two major discussion points. The first one, at uh, this is towards the end, is the uh, Nogizaka 46 ninth birthday live, and the final bit is the Sakurazaka 46 documentary thoughts. And I will warn you ahead of time that that final bit has massive spoilers, so tune off unless you want to be spoiled. And with that, let's get into the episode. Happy uh, Nako Misaki birthday day mm. to you too. <laughs> it it's uh, it's uh, Lila's own uh, Nako or uh, Misaki Nako's uh, birthday today. We so must be getting to the point where today. there's enough members now that there's a birthday most days. I you know what I'm okay <laughs> with that. <laughs> it is, it is nice, yeah. It is nice to have a an idol birthday to celebrate, but it, it is getting to the point now with all the idols that I follow, whether it be VTubers or Sakamichi idols or Love Live idols. <laughs> pretty much count on waking up every morning and having a birthday to celebrate, which is it's nice. You always have Yeah, it's 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 like being a Catholic. There's a feast day for a saint on pretty much every day. You just get to like if you wake up and it's like, oh, I kind of like this saint, or oh, I kind of like this idol. Maybe you you go out and grab the type of pudding she likes, you know, in celebration. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Always good to have or, an excuse to eat pudding. There you go. Uh, I, that's that's like for a minor one, of course. If it's your Oshi, then yeah, you're. That's your like you you prep. That's like that's like your Christmas, you know. Yeah. You, you prep and you, <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> you set up you set up the cardboard cutout in front of a, a cake that you baked yourself and. Lay out all the merch in like a shrine shape, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and then and then to top the day off because you did all that, you go on there, <clears throat> whatever mobile game of theirs that you know you play, and you roll for them, <laughs> <laughs> and then you get really really sad. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. So, I'm not sure if that's sad because you didn't get your roll, or sad because you realize where your life's going. <laughs> 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 uh little column a little column b yeah <laughs> um 
Oh God. Well, but speaking of uh, you know, Love Live, uh, and uh, I don't know. I guess our our upcoming Lila Overlords. Um, uh, they actually, you know what I'm? Yeah, I'm gonna go out of order here. Uh, they actually had an announcement. Um, mm. several announcements, but um, uh, one of which is that they're gonna have an anime this summer, which. I mean, we talked about it before, like off off the air, but uh, that's crazy quick. Mm. Yeah, kind of the opposite that's of what you did. Yeah, yeah, no, I was thinking the same thing. Uh, like it, it took like what was it? Tokyo Game Show what was it? Twenty seventeen. We first met Nijigasaki. Mm. Uh, and then like it was just last year that we got a Niji anime. That is three <laughs> years of that of build up. Um. And you know I love you know I you know I didn't mind it I I love the anime I think the anime was very well done mm -hmm. what I worry about is how quick this is like they ended uh Lila um auditions last year and they were delayed those auditions were delayed because of you know the pandemic so uh like I'm just I'm worried that that what what it was was they they have this studio on a timeline you know like they were expecting everything to go ahead as planned. And this studio is like, hey, we need to do your anime because after that, we've already signed a deal to do an anime for, I don't know, I, I'm going to guess like uh, winter or, or spring next year, or, you know, like an anime for that timeline. Uh, so I'm, I'm worried that this is going to be rushed. But then I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. So it's kind of like, a, you know, it's like a 50-50, you know? Yeah. It's a little concerning, but mm -hmm. you've got to kind of give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, have they been prepping for this because they've genuinely had nothing else to really prep towards over the lockdown? So that's 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 fair. You know what? That is really fair. Yeah, they have had a lot of extra time, I guess. You know, without preparing for lives and and stuff mm. like that. So it's possible that they just were able to actually get this ball rolling a lot quicker than usual so that, that's a good positive way to look at it i hadn't thought of that one yeah yeah i i, I like i like that that's good it, it is still crazy you know us as as love life fans we're used to you know a, a good period of time passing before at least mm. a year i think for 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 aquas it was a little over a year mm. um before announced like from announcement to anime maybe a little under anyway they also yeah, only so have to like mobilize five girls now instead of nine that that's you know what? That's mm. true, and and that means that they don't have to do as many like character episodes. Um, they, like they can get straight into a story fairly quickly. So yeah, you know what? I mean, talking to you guys is yeah, that's <laughs> that does help. I'm a little less worried, still a little worried, but a little less. So I suppose in the last mm. minute and thirty seconds, I went from thinking there wasn't a positive spin to this to having a few. So <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> See, this is why we talk things out. Um. Okay, so uh, moving on from that, I guess we'll move our way backwards. Um, so Nijigasaki is getting uh, a live coming up here fairly soon. Uh, this will be the uh, online stream of the Nijigasaki Shuffle Festival. Uh, it's March 20th through the 21st. Uh, and uh, hey, for those of us uh, overseas, which I'm assuming if you're listening to my voice, uh, you are an overseas fan, um, we'll be able to watch it. Uh, so you know go get your tickets as we say love the idea of the shuffle festival it's mm. such a fun idea and i really do i don't think that it has been announced what 
each girl is singing, right? Like what songs they're going to be shuffling. Yeah, no. I have no idea. Fingers crossed for Audrey. I want to hear it again. Oh, um, yeah. And then, like, honestly, like the rest of them, like any any song I would love to like. I you know what? Honestly, Karen, I would love to hear "Wish" again. Such a good song. Uh, but yeah, no, I I agree. Uh, and um, there will actually be um fans at these, right? Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. From from what I've heard, there should be there will still be a smaller number than capacity number of fans, but. Um, it seems like they, as of today, and it is subject to change, will be having some fans there. Cool. Yeah. Sl- slowly but surely making our way back to normal. Mm, definitely. Ho- I think this is ho- the first Niji concert with fans since Fess. Wow. Oh, God, you're right. Holy shit. <laughs> I was just thinking, I was just like, they've not had a concert in over a year with fans. We legit saw them for the last time in person on stage when there were fans ah. there. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I felt I felt so privileged. Because <laughs> there's Japanese fans who who can't say that. Um I, I don't remember who said it, but like I, I heard someone say that like in this past year. It feels like everything that happened like in this past year is simultaneously like happened like two seconds ago and 30 years ago at the same time. Like, you know, it's just it, like my sense of time is completely up and warped. Mm. So, I, yeah, I completely forgot that they hadn't done that. Um, I would like yeah, okay. kind of half expect there to be an audience, but you to not hear much out of them. Like I'm I'm just yeah. assuming they'll probably tell people to kind of not cheer a lot and stuff as a preventative measure. Yeah. But. I think I think um, the only one that happened, Love Live concert that's happened in the last year, which had an audience, was the Saint Snow um, first gig, because that had a limited audience. And from what I remember, something? the the atmosphere was pretty good. Oh, was it? Okay. Um, mm-hmm. There was a little less cheering and chants because everyone has to sit down. <laughs> but yeah. it's it's better than nothing, in my opinion. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Yeah, as as much as as much as we've enjoyed these concerts, like the online ones that like we get to see pretty much no matter what, it is a little disheartening to see like it. it they have like a tiny bit less enthusiasm because they're not singing to anybody, mm. and you could see like how much the crowd builds them up when you're there in person and and they're singing to a crowd. Um, but you know, like it is what it is. Um, uh, okay, I I guess yep. Yeah keeping up with the out of order way that I'm doing this uh there will be uh a new Aquas PV starring the uh, IRL cast uh which will be exciting because the last time we saw that was oh actually that was very recently it was um uh Jumo I dash which was but I think this will be like this will be like them all together whereas Jumo I dash they were like <laughs> they were dancing by themselves and they just spliced all the footage together <laughs> Um, which is fine, and it was great. But I, I was thinking before then it was uh, Shun- the Sunshine Pika Pika Ando, which mm. I love that PV. It's so much fun. Um, I even forgot that was a so yeah. person one. Yeah, yeah, that, it's. I mean, it's it's more of like a meme one, really, yeah. but it's still fun. You know, like, like they're like you watch, 
you watch Ina dance like when she doesn't have any direction she basically just jumps around like a little kid it's the funniest shit uh so uh with more direction I'm I'm expecting uh, something of a more professional look but you know we'll see um and finally uh during like this was a long announcement stream uh which was it was an excellent stream it it was uh correct me if i'm wrong steven but it was uh, anchan rikako uh agupan nachan and then all of lila yes that was right and and yeah and like it they excuse me they had a little a little stream um and uh, they had all these announcements, and one of the ones that caught our attention was something called the Sun Sunshine in the Mirror Project expansion. Excuse me. And it there wasn't really a whole lot of information, only a really a picture of Yoshiko with a gigantic wolf dog thing. <laughs> uh, in a very I don't know how to say this, like fantasy magic setting, I mm. guess. Um. So yeah, uh, who knows what the hell's going on there? Um. New anime question mark. Uh. uh I don't know. Serialized fan fiction. Who knows? <laughs> uh, well, it could be anything, really. I can't help um, but think too of like the but... Shadowverse crossover with Johanna, and I wonder if it's a, some kind of a crossover that they're gonna do. Mm. You almost wonder oh, if God. this is their way of creating more story when the the group kind of like with the way the movie went it would be difficult to keep the whole group doing it yeah if this is a way for them to branch off and keep the group together mhm and and considering how much they've just kept reiterating we're not going anywhere we're mm. going to keep doing this and it's like like i feel like the the producers are like yeah they're not going anywhere they're making money <laughs> um so yeah, this this I I think I feel like that that's pretty on the nose. Although I like the idea of crossover because you know, who likes to do crossovers? Square Enix. I would. I mean, we we play Final Fantasy fourteen. Oh. Uh, I would Yoshi P. I would love that dog as a mount, and I would love an orchestrion role of an Aqua song. <laughs> so specifically for you know for the game in my house. I mean that's that's just shooting for the moon, but you know. Yeah. Well, let's you know, not forget, Love Live is technically a Square Enix property with the new I, PS4 game. <laughs> I oh. forgot about that. I didn't mean to say shooting for the moon. I that was one hundred percent an X. Oh god. <laughs> I uh, I would be way more excited about that idea if it wasn't like right, like we're right after the little girls' day, which is kind of like the de facto idol um mm. kind of oh, holiday yeah. and you know in uh final fantasy so that would have been if we were like approaching yeah. that i would have been more excited about it <laughs> maybe maybe an end walker maybe maybe next year during mm. the the uh that holiday uh girls day holiday that we'll we'll get uh we'll get that mm. fingers crossed but yeah that's our uh that's our uh love live news so uh steven i'll i'll let you take over for the sakamichi bit yeah, so a lot happened really with Sakamichi. There's a couple of mentions really that um so I'll start with Nogizaka. Uh Nogizaka's got a new variety show coming out, I believe, two days ago as of this recording. Uh on March sixth. 
that is titled Nogizaka Otomeshichu uh, or Nogizaka Trials. Um, and it seems like it's essentially the, the members will say something they've always wanted to do and then will work towards it and then on the actual variety show try and do what they said they were going to train to do, um, which seems kind of cool. I think it's a concept they've kind of done before. Yeah. Um, but to dedicate a show to that is interesting. Um, and that will be emceed by one of the second gens, uh, Tarada Ranze, uh, which is, from my point of view, really cool because uh, Ranze is one of my favorite members and she really doesn't get a lot of screen time on other variety shows. So this is a really cool jumping off point for her. I am, yeah, equally excited to see Ronze getting kind of more of a center role uh, in something because she's definitely someone who stands out on stage. And mm. I always kind of admire her on stage, but I don't see much other than that of her. Like, you don't really get to see much of her personality and variety or anything. So, yeah. Yeah, and it, and it's, it's a weird one that, like, very rarely do uh, the members get solo MC gigs with just them and hmm. another comedian from external. Right. So it's kind of cool. It's a, it's a good way for her to express herself a little bit. Hmm. Um, I, I like how much, how much they're given to like to other girls to, to do. Like they're not just picking like, you know, I don't know, I guess like a chosen few, hmm. so to speak. So yeah, it's awesome. It does seem like uh, they're trying to spread the love around a little more lately. Yeah, with, definitely. With Which is nice. I think they've got to at this point. Um, they've got to kind of bring the second gens back into the fold a little bit um, as they are going to essentially be losing their leader in the next kind of couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, with Mayan and Amiona. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, first and second gen. I hadn't even thought about that. That's rough. <laughs> <laughs> the powerhouses. Um, so talking about first and second gen. Um, so during the ninth birthday live, which we'll speak about in a little bit, um, there was an announcement that essentially the second gens and the first gens will be getting their own concerts as part of... It's in the umbrella of the ninth birthday. Um, so they'll be getting solo lives. The second gen on the 28th of March and the first gen on the 29th of March. Um, and those will both, uh, those are both yet unannounced whether they'll be available overseas, but they will be on all the same streaming platforms as ninth birthday. So fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah. So, hmm. I mean, the only, the only major thing I can kind of mention from that, obviously is just mentioning Miona Hori. She, you know, this is going to be kind of her official graduation concert for the second uh, generation, right? Yeah. So, yeah, just when I was growing to like Miona, she's saying goodbye. <laughs> yes, we're, we're going to miss her glare. Unfortunately, the nature. <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunately the nature of uh, of these types of idol groups is sometimes like I I, <laughs> I got I got into like Kayakizaka right as they were like yeah we're done and it's like all right uh, yeah it's rough <laughs> it's rough but yeah to be fair though I got into um 
I got into uh like Love Live, like the actual idols, right around the time Muse was getting ready to go, and it was like, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, uh, it's um, it it almost it almost makes you a little shy to like pick an Oshi, you know, when you're getting first into it. You're like, oh god, if I pick her, she's probably gonna graduate right afterwards, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Safest pick when the newest generation members. Yeah. That's the right. safest way yeah, to do it. Yeah, there you go. That, that that's the safe bet. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that that'll be exciting. That should be interesting. I don't know. Have they ever, Stephen? Can you think of any times that they've really done like a solo live for the first or for the different generations? And I think especially even if they have, now the first and the second gens are so compact because they have had a lot of graduations. Mm. That this should be a relatively interesting live with such a small group. So I know that the second gens did a they did an online live early in the um everything online cycle that's happened over the last year mm. um so this will be the second gen's second one but first gen's um nothing comes to mind in terms of them doing their own live mm. um the last time may have been one of the early birthday lives before there was even a second gen jeez okay yeah back when first um, gen was much more sizable group <laughs> yeah yeah um so yeah i'm not i'm not sure it'll be a really interesting one second gen live especially the fact that they've lost so many big members in their group over the last two three years be interesting to see how they put together that first gen live um what kind of songs they sing how how they work as a group on their own because they're used to doing like one performance in a birthday live on their own but mm -hmm. to do a whole live will be interesting to see. For sure. Cool. Okay, so then on to Sakurazaka. Um, so on last month's uh, Idol Hour podcast, we mentioned around some of the restrictions that people were seeing on the online meet and greet events that were mm. the, for the Hinatazaka ones and the Sakurazaka ones. So... It seems like someone's been doing a bit of digging online and sending some emails to uh, Fortune Music, who host these uh, online meet and greet events. And uh, one of the people that was following that up did receive a response. And I'll read that response. Uh, Due to the different personal information laws of each country, it is currently only available in Japan. But we are considering allowing overseas people to participate in the future. So, hmm. it seems like they're going down the route of this is essentially um, restrictions around different data. So, like things like GPPR in the EU, the US. I'm not so sure about because there's never really been a data protection issue with the US, if I remember correctly. Hmm. Um, I know there were some things that we encountered when um, there were some of the online. Uh, not the online, the overseas uh, package tours for the Aquas events back in the day around US could access the site and various uh, Asian countries could access it, but EU couldn't even access the website overseas because of GPPR. But it seems like they're going down the route that because of the way they handle the information, it's only available in Japan. Um. 
the second half around they're looking at ways to allow it is promising i think it's not bad i mean it's it it could be worse they could have just said like no like a few rotten apples (laughs) spoiled the bunch yeah you're just you're never gonna get it so um i'm not sure how we get that though like because don't you have to be like a member of the club um so you have to buy the singles and then apply using the tickets in the single um so it's it's a lottery again um it's one of the biggest drivers for selling singles for these groups uh yeah sounds like japan (laughs) (laughs) yep i didn't Um, even mention that the nijigasaki um concert is like the i the uh what do you call it uh that's a lottery as well for the the niji blu-rays i probably have some of those lottery tickets Mm. so um and talking about buying singles um the second sakurazaka's second single has been announced it will be titled ban b-a-n um (laughs) and will release on the 14th of april um biggest kind of thing around the formation they've announced is it will be essentially 14 member formation again and the center will again like the first single be uh morita hikaru um which is i i have feelings about based on (laughs) based on what went wrong in keakizaka yeah yeah we'll get into that but um (laughs) It's also too that the fourteen members uh, are are the are members who sold out their meet and greets mm. first, which is just a really bad way to do that. Really curious. Um, yeah, it just it incentivizes the wrong kind of thing, the wrong kind of idol growth, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah. So it is. They're essentially going the popularity route for mm-hmm. Soccer Zaka. That's interesting. Hmm. Yeah, they'll, they'll never announce that that was how they picked it, but it is. A big coincidence. Yeah. I don't like the title. I didn't <laughs> like the title of Nobody's Fault. I didn't like the content of Nobody's Fault. And I didn't like the B-sides. Well, <laughs> not all the B-sides, but I, I gotta hate buddies. It's not a good song. Um, uh, so let's see if this saves it for me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, God, it's unfortunate that just none of the it feels like like I have to see what the 14 members are. I still haven't haven't gone and looked, but if there's not that many first years, I'm going to uh, uh, I'm going to be or I'm sorry, first gens uh, they get in terms of awkward. I'm going to be a little peeved mm. or a lot peeved. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I'm so, immediately yeah. just a little bit. I do know about Kayaki and what happened with them. The fact that they've gone two singles now at the same center is puzzling alarm bells yeah Yeah, but just alarm bells that's all i got to say (laughs) uh and then uh uh, finally yeah so uh hinatazaka uh one main bit of news uh they are this month in march they are going to be holding their second anniversary campaign so this is the second anniversary of them rebranding from hiragana keakizaka to hinatazaka uh, and as part of that, they are going to be 
doing two different events on subsequent days on the on March 26th and March 27th. The first day will be titled the Spring Unit Festival, and that will essentially be returns of unit songs from the Hiragana Kayaki days, um, all of which have gone through a poll on on the anniversary campaign website. Those polls are now closed, but all of the songs that will take part in that and the units that will take part in that have been voted on by the fans. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that one will air on uh, Hikari TV and uh, Dokomo TV, um, both of which are not available overseas. So screw us. Then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but then the second day, uh, they'll be holding what they're titling Memorial Live, the second Hina birthday festival. Uh, that will be a essentially what well, it seems like a full online live that will be hosted on all major Japanese paid online streaming platforms. So the likelihood is there will be something through stage crowd or something available overseas for that one, um, which is good because that sounds that sounds really interesting that they're going to do another online live because Hinatazaka ones have been very interesting. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm definitely want to watch it, but yeah, they're the, definitely interesting. The Christmas live that they did, <laughs> that was also kind of a Halloween live, was yeah, just weird. And that was really my <laughs> kind of introduction to Hinata Zaka. I, I watched a lot of their variety after I watched that, but yeah, I'm excited to see another one of their lives. And I'm also realizing that the last ten days of March, just in this podcast alone, we've mentioned now Nijigasaki has a live in. <laughs> Um, yep. On <laughs> March twentieth and twenty first of it, and yep. then uh, Nogizaka has first and second gen, and Hinatazaka has their second uh, memorial live. That's that's a lot of lives going on at the end of March. There, I like it. It's a it's a good and expensive time to be an idol fan. Yeah, I mean, after this like drought of uh, idol content, I guess it's hard to complain. But yeah. Yep. Six days of concerts in the last ten days of March. It's yeah. not bad. I, I, I will, I will say as like a last thing about the Hinatazaka thing, uh, an impassioned plea to any of those who maybe live in Japan uh, and speak English. Um, please, please find a way to magic that first day onto the internet so that I could see it because I really love the Hiragana Kayaki songs. Please, please do that for me. Mm. <laughs> Agreed. I'm sure someone out there will hear the plea and do that. Any yeah, any please. magicians or wizards over in yeah, Japan yeah. use your magic, please. <laughs> uh, what type, what what school of magic is that? <laughs> Illusion. There you go. Norm- normally they're wearing an eye patch and a hat. Those type of magicians. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. So yeah. So. That's kind of all of the announcements, really, for Sakamichi. However, there were are two big talking points, really, from from this month, this Garden month. Um, now, the first one is Nogizaka. So they held their ninth birthday live um, towards the start of March, towards the start of Feb, um, and me and Jeff both managed to catch that one. So. 
Um, Jeff, what do you think? Yeah. Um, well, I'd kind of like leading into ninth birthday, I had really like kind of binged on eighth birthday. So I was really excited to see how they would handle the, what is typically like four days of content stuffed into one. I think that was kind of, and you guys even talked about that on the last idle hour. And, uh, Carlos, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head in that they basically had one group waiting in the wings for when the moment the <laughs> the moment a song would end, another song would be starting like within a beat. Oh yeah. <laughs> it it was pretty breakneck, but I mean the set list was I think they hit every single song I like from Nogizaka. Mm. Um I think maybe Rewind Anohi was the only one that I remember them not performing. So <laughs> yeah, which yeah, is understandable was... because most of the songs they performed were like pretty large group songs, and that's a trio. So yeah, it was the the set list in general was kind of crazy. Um, like they had good sections where there were like, um, like a third gen section, a fourth gen section. Um, I think the second gens did three songs, the first gens did two songs. Um but then still managed to play all of their kind of greatest hits at the same time. Mm. Um, cool staging too. Mm. Some of the different kind of like screens that they had in the background, they had this one with like a big cube, like a big cube yes. of LCD screens that or LED screen, whatever they are. But um, then they did some really interesting stuff on those. So um, mm. I think the one that stands out to me is uh, the wilderness world start. Um where everything freezes oh yeah and and they staged it like she threw a bunch of documents up in the air yeah and i don't know how they did it i think it must have been some kind of stand with like papers on wires or something and it was clever camera work but it looked the effect looked awesome yeah yeah so they did this thing where uh, essentially everyone froze at a moment on stage but as they like the moment they froze like yeah, like the papers got thrown in there and it made it look like the papers were actually frozen in there. It was that sound like like she was throwing them up. Yeah. Or that's insane. Yeah. Okay, I have to see this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was planning on watching this anyway. I just haven't gotten to it yet. But yeah, that's a that's mm. man, Sakamichi, in terms of online lives, man, they knock it out of the park. Mm. And it and it's it's just like super ambitious, those kind of things for a, a like essentially something which is live that mm-hmm. could go wrong. Oh like, yeah, hmm. they're just like they're trying things that I don't think other other groups would have the confidence to even try on an online right. live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was some, um, like the feathers falling was kind of mm. neat. I'd never seen a stage full of feathers, and they just yep. seemed to keep falling. Like I don't know how many you know <laughs> down pillows they had to destroy to to do that, but and, and the paper <laughs> the papers in the end where they basically filled the whole arena full of paper. Oh God, yeah. I'd I'd love to think that all the graduated Nogizaka members were having a pillow fight up in like the rafters, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing wishful thinking. <laughs> Um, yeah, the papers uh, one was pretty cool. They actually, mm. they really fooled me in the end too. Um, I was totally ready to turn off the stream and I didn't. And there there was the encore, but they had me fooled. I really did not believe there was going to be an encore there. Mm. <laughs> um, I think because think... they ended the main thing with the 26 single and yeah. it was kind of like, cool, 
that's a, that's a place to stop. Yep. Um, and then it was kind of the encore was even weird because like I think the both of us were expecting this to be uh, Miona's last live essentially yeah. with the group because I believe they even mentioned that prior. Um, yeah. But then they kind of all came out in their tour t-shirts and were all hugging her and it was like ah this is going to be the sad bit of the concert then uh-huh. and then they literally went nope she's going to have a graduation concert in the end of March so we're just going to keep singing <laughs> <laughs> and then I believe and I, I the next morning I found out that they actually did another after live thing which happened i don't know if you knew that or not but there was like a mm. there was like something that happened again after the encore where they all got on stage and they talked and i think they did like a little performance or something but yeah um, i believe they did like a little fan club extension thing for um those who were watching it via the fan club stream okay so you had to be watching a certain way because i yeah i it was very clear to me that the stream was over when i turned it off but it like later i find out there was like a whole nother piece so yeah that would make sense if it was for the fan mm. uh, fan club members but. but yeah it was it was kind of it was more than i expected it was like you expected the birthday live to kind of blow you away a bit because this is essentially a four-day live they've tried to compress into one online live mm. um but the way they did it in the set list they used like the set list where they essentially open with uh, influencer synchronicity and Karamichiwa. like yeah that's three of their biggest songs in the first four or five songs they sing yeah yeah i y- you guys talked about like carlos i remember specifically you saying like fifth live for um aqua how you just came out of that on like this cloud nine high because of just the set list mm-hmm. that's how i felt mm-hmm. after this live like i had a hard time mm-hmm. going to sleep even though it was those are five those the are the absolute best yeah like when you come out of a concert or like even an online concert when like they play all the stuff that you wanted to hear and it was just all really hype like that's the best feeling yeah yeah i had stayed up all night i was going to bed i think at around five in the morning and i was i actually did have to lay there and it had a little bit of hard time falling asleep because i was so hyped so <laughs> that says something <laughs> that's when an idol concert is the done its job hype. <laughs> I, they all, I mean, I, I just kind of makes me sad, though, because it's like, you know, what would have been awesome is if we could have got like you, you could have got together with other idol fans or with us or like, yeah. you know, yeah. and just like that post that post uh concert, like bar trip mm-hmm. is fucking oh. outstanding. <laughs> no. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully soon. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm hoping soon, too. But yeah, like. That that's awesome though. I, I'm really excited to watch it now because I lo- I love when like it feels like I said I should say I love when it feels like the uh, the the uh, producers and everybody work together and they figure out like you know what's going to like just completely uh, I don't know blow the roof off of a place so to mm. speak mm. like just like when they get everything seemingly right and it's just like wow this is amazing like fourth live too fourth live for for Aqua same thing um or you know i I, i've mentioned it like enough times for it to be a fucking meme on this channel but like the kayaki zaka uh, online lives like the online but with you the first one 
did know that online lives could be that fucking hype. And oh, yeah, my watch God. That. Like, that... Wow, that's insane. The artistic quality of Kayaki stuff is just unreal. I but so I kind no, of I, expected I totally you, Nogizaka to do something similar to that just because I'd seen how good Kayaki Zaka did. But I just don't think that that's Nogizaka's gig. Mm. You know, like they're more, Oh, no, for sure. You know, like. So after I'd watched Nogizaka, I was like, this is perfect for Nogizaka. Like, Kayaki Zaka's yeah. like the weird art kids, whereas, like, Nogizaka's like <laughs> the sports all-stars of <laughs> school. Well, I, I feel like I feel like Nogizaka's like the sports ourselves. Kayaki Zaka's like the rebellious kids, yeah. and Hinata Zaka is the weird art kids. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, you're, you're totally right, though. Like, it, it wouldn't work, and I think that what they, what Sakami, uh, what Sakamichi does really, really well with their online lives, and with their lives just in general is is knowing um who their audience is based on the types of songs that they sing mm. and what they're going to like and building a live around mm. that which is honestly really brilliant mm-hmm. um but uh yeah no it's it, they're you, to say that like i would want that i wouldn't want that from nogizaka i enjoy watching nogizaka for what they do mm. uh but uh <laughs> watching them do a kayakizaka style live would be just weird me out <laughs> <laughs> So true. <laughs> uh, although the rebellious side could be fun to them, who knows? We don't mean mm. never see it. We got. We're like getting close to it with like worldless world. That's close yeah. to the rebellious side. Okay, yeah, fair, fair. And fair. I think like second gens had a couple interesting kind of weird mm. songs where they did this kind of strange camera work where it kind of they looked like they were kind of skipping around the screen. Yeah. Um, that was kind of wild. I think but... we both thought our streams were kind of like yeah. <laughs> freaking out because it was like we were getting like triple or like double vision yeah yeah it did make me question whether it was like a malfunction in the stream <laughs> the whole uh do not adjust your television set trend. Mm. and they did some cool things where like they were on stage and their shadows were behind them on the screen and kind mm. of reacting differently to them or delayed from them it was, huh. they, they did some really cool things um it's still set within sit with sat within the realms of like this is still very nogizaka cool nice. yeah no like definitely like focus <laughs> remained on the performers but they did some interesting stuff to kind of add some spice like stuff that they couldn't do w- if there was a live audience like the cameraman was able to follow performers around mm. the stage um like you can't cameraman can't walk around on the stage with the performers during a live concert but you know, take advantage of that opportunity while there's not an audience, you know? So can, can you imagine though, like a Japanese person yelling something like down in front? Like, <laughs> I, I feel like they wouldn't be that, they wouldn't be that, they, they would just be angry later, but like, they wouldn't be like a New Yorker, like, you know, like yelling at someone. Yeah, right. <laughs> you'd, get, you'd get all the complaints on the internet, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm watching you. I don't know. <laughs> uh but cool yeah no i i'm i'm glad you guys dug it i'll, I'll have to um magically find it some way somehow <laughs> those same magicians i'm sure are on the job same magicians yep <laughs> <laughs> what else you guys got going on in the world of idols well so okay do we've we talked about do some really good stuff <laughs> yeah. yeah um one of the things that came out in february um, was the Blu-ray DVD of the Kayaki Zaka 46 documentary. Um, Kayaki Zaka 46, yep. Our Truth in Lies. Um, huh. Yeah. 
So I think me and Carlos both um, have watched that so far. They got a yeah. they got a way with naming <laughs> stuff, don't they? They really do. They, they They've do. got a way of just <laughs> yeah. like like putting the knife in and twisting it just a little bit more. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. How to, to I, I don't want to go. Yeah, I don't want to go point by point. Like, I I don't, I don't want to. I I would really like to just kind of cover like the main highlights. But yeah, you know where where I'll start. Um. Uh, so it it, it happens fairly quickly, but I mean, it, uh, a lot of the documentary centers around Tetchy. Tetchy's not mm. in the documentary because she's no longer part of the company, and she's basically said like, one day I'll, I might decide to talk about yeah. it, but I'm not talking about it anytime soon. That that comes up in the documentary. Um, but the these quickness with which she goes from a very lively like young girl to completely like shut off is astonishing mm. um she goes for like you watch uh like they they cover their 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 debut um uh, and like you know she's getting ready as a, the first center to to address the media you know she's really nervous uh that she's very happy and excited on the set for silent majority and then like not too long after in the uh on the set of uh uh fukuon yeah fukuon yeah mm. discord essentially uh the second single if i'm not if i'm not mistaking that uh she is a completely different person um mm. so so fukuon is the fourth single is it the fourth? Yeah, wow, they skip around in that one. Which one's they do. second? Uh, second, um, uh, like Fatari says, on was third. Yeah, second. Oh, second is uh, Sekai Niwa Aishika Nai, which is one of the oh, least rememberable okay. ones. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, no, you're right. Okay, but we'll still. Like like I said, like okay, mm. well then it's the way they it's the way they structure the documentary. Then this is uh, that's one of the things that like I should bring up like kind of right now is is um um uh, we have to kind of also remember that this documentary is put out by the company. Yep. So, I mean, it doesn't really feel like they're trying to build up too much of a narrative, but at the same time, they're probably not. They're probably trying to make themselves not look too too bad. But I kind of feel like they failed. <laughs> Yeah, um, there were certain points in it where it was like, "This is not the way management should be to a young idol group." Yeah, so like, yeah, <laughs> there's so, so much to unpack here. So, kind of going from from the points like that we've talked about on the show before, um, we, we were worried because Techi has always been like the center, and I I was worried because she's you know was my Oshi, and I was like. I, I kind of hope that it wasn't her being a, you know, I don't know, in the in the American sense of the word, like a prima donna, you know, mm. like, uh, and it really wasn't, and they don't show it like she was, but like, you can kind of tell that it's the management's fault that she kind of starts retreating more and more mm. from the group. Um, See, but they kind of try it, like, it, it feels like they try to paint it like yeah. she's, because there's a couple of concerts where she didn't show up, 
which I didn't yes. know about. And I'm going to, I will get into that. There's something <laughs> that I'm pissed off about now, like a- after, after realizing it. But, um, so yeah, uh, Tetchy just kind of like starts more and more just kind of withdrawing from the group mm. and just like actually like leaving, like not, or not leaving, but just not showing up to concerts. And because the group is so incredibly dependent on Tetchy, like they, like it, it feel, makes me feel bad, but so many of the girls just don't know what to do without mm. him. And it's like, you know, they make the point like, you know, uh, uh, no, we don't want to be like, you know, just like backup dancers. But at the same time, she's so brilliant, uh, yada, yada, yada. Um, and they're so used to being in the background that the prospect of being in the foreground just kind of terrifies some of them, which mm. is really, really heartbreaking to watch. Yeah, because some of them, some of them go through some really rough patches, uh, having to having to step in as a center role. Um, yeah, because I think the bit that caught me most around that was the one where they were showing the Nagoya uh, leg of the Midsummer Festival. I think that was twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen. Was um, that the uh, Futari Saison one? No. So this was the one where. She went. She didn't turn up because she didn't feel she could perform her best. And oh, that yeah, the okay. first mm-hmm. day, they basically left the center position empty. Okay, um, so and then they they showed the performance up. of eccentric with I, yes a center there, and so you could see you could you could see that like um, the audience was reacting differently to it like. And I think the girls even mentioned it afterwards that they said when the audience doesn't react to the same way as usual, it gets amplified by the time it reaches them. Um, so they notice there's something significantly missing. Um, so, And it was the part after that where they kind of came to the conclusion that within themselves that we can't do this without a center. And the production director sat them all down on stage and basically said to them, like, do you believe you can do this without Techie here? Um, Because if you don't believe you can, that's fine. We're done. Like, there's there's no point in doing this if you don't believe you can do it. Mm. Um, And there was like almost like a, a split in the middle of the group, it seemed, of... Half it seemed, oh, we can't do this. We, it's just too much, and half it was like willing to give it a go, but there didn't seem to be a clear anyone that was like, oh, no problem, we'll just continue. Yeah, and I think <sighs> it's it's really tough because like, um, it it was it was seeing that and going they. It it was very clear at that point, within a year and a half of that group starting, they've almost come completely reliant on Techie. Mm-hmm. And well that's that's again, this is completely management's fault. Oh yeah, yeah. Um and and, and Techie is so like at like at the start of the the uh the, the group, she was really young. What, like fourteen, fifteen? Mm. Fifteen, I think. Like really, really young. And and for her to just like I and you know these songs I love these songs they're super but they're super so, uh, sad and like some of them like very serious and you know deal with a lot of really hard shit and like to put a like a fifteen year old and be like hey be the like the center and just like like 
be the because like you know the songs are very individualistic even though there's a bunch of them up on stage be and like just tell her be the individual at the center of this yeah it's gonna take its toll yeah <laughs> and you know the other girls aren't going to want to fill in that role after seeing what it like the toll it takes so yeah um, uh, but Unless... uh, real quick just just to cycle back like just real quick <laughs> So you have the B or the the B version of the the final Teakizaka, uh, mm, yeah, yeah, like the 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 best of, I guess. Uh, so I got that too, um, and I I I had watched the Blu-ray, uh, and the uh, eccentric might be my favorite song. It's between mm. that and Hidaishin. I love those songs to death. Um, the the version of eccentric that they have on the the best of. CD, you want to you want to guess what it is? Have you seen it? I've not seen it yet. It's it's that one. It's the one where fucking Techie is missing. Oh, it's the one from the they lawyer, put is it? On their they they put on their <laughs> CD the one where Techie is missing, and I am like, cause like I was I I was just thinking like <laughs> maybe they just weren't feeling it. I I couldn't tell, because, you know, because like mm. you just you know you could tell like the first verse doesn't even go off. Uh, and it's just like, <laughs> why would you do that? Like that is that is clearly like a slap in the face mm. to any Techioshi, because it's just like why like why would I buy this? Like because I bought this specifically because I'm like okay the eccentrics on this one, um, you know the, on this Blu-ray, and to put the one in that doesn't have her in it makes me so fucking mad. Now That's... that I know, oh, yeah, God. I I I I. Like livid at Matt. Like I, I keep going to like, because I, I, sh I, I do want to buy. Okay, I should, I should preface this. I want to buy Nobody's Fault, yeah. but only because, uh, Live Online, but with you, mm. is on the A and B side. Uh, but every time I, I put it in my cart, I fucking delete it because of shit like <laughs> this. <laughs> yeah, I'm so mad. Is that's um, that's that's really it, screwed up? Because when I was watching the documentary, that was the first time I've seen that performance. And that was the only performance in that whole documentary that didn't feel like a Keaki Zaka song because it yeah, felt oh like no. half the song was missing. When I saw when I saw that in the documentary and I recognized it, my fucking blood ran cold, dude. Oh. I was pissed. I was so mad. Yeah. I'm like, you gave me that one when there are like not a ton, but there are other versions mm. of eccentric you could have thrown in here you pieces of shit <laughs> oh, i was so mad anyway yeah. what were you saying <laughs> so uh, I, so like i'll I'll circle back to tetchi as well because i think one of the things that got mentioned like early on was that i think it was the the captain um sugayuka that mentioned that mm -hmm. from an early point they could tell that tetchi like she's a prodigy as an idol like yeah, oh yeah. She stood out more than any of them. And if anything, that worked slightly against them. Because mm -hmm. that fed into like they were writing these really negative songs about isolation and stuff, and she was the center. And mm -hmm. being her personality of wanting to wanting to like be the character in those songs to be able to show those songs to a best of her ability, she almost sacrificed her own emotions for like almost inheriting the emotions of the character in the song um yeah and that yeah the, like the the whole method acting thing mm, yeah 
and you could you could definitely yeah, see they, that like she she changed so much into that character that the songs was that's betraying. what i was gonna say like and, when, when people speak about method acting it's, it's hard like especially mm. for people who don't really do acting or singing to like kind of get into that mentality because it's like ah, really that doesn't sound plausible or anything like that but you look at like the off camera or like not the off the, off the record kind of camera of like tetchy like early on in her career and then like later on and god at like super late into the documentary i'm like man i feel like a fucking bastard for enjoying this yeah it was the bits where like they literally had to carry her to and from the stage to even perform yeah i think the one that caught me the most was the 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 last performance the tokyo dome one where yes she was led on the floor backstage with them like treating her knee and then got her changed and dragged her up to the stage to perform her solo song. And yeah, it, and I love that. It song. I, that performance it is outstanding. Me. Yeah, but it amazes me. She's got that switch because as soon as she went up to the stage, she pulled the switch on, pulled herself together, and just did a. That performance is unbelievable. Yeah, no, it's outstanding, and it's one of my favorites. Now you kind of look at it and go is it is it okay to really love that performance because that's tetchy being amazing or yeah is she being forced to do it exactly yeah and it how how much is she sacrificing herself for for the amusement of the fans it it seemed like from my from the point of view of that documentary it, like she's she sacrificed more than she should have yeah um definitely yeah. It's... Damn near her, damn near her career. Like she, when she collapsed off the stage, in that that one mm. uh, clip when they were doing uh, Glass of Water, yeah, that was that was hard to watch. Yeah, and so. it was it was also the when she said she was going to be distancing herself from the group, and that was at the end of 2019. Mm-hmm. They did that recording at the end of, um, I think that was 2019's Kohaku, where. And I thought it was kind of shady that they recorded it all with the camera behind the chair and just recorded the audio. (laughs) Yeah. They recorded her basically telling everyone that she wants to distance herself from the group and all of the members going, how can we change your mind? And that, yeah, (laughs) that to me was like, that was even in 20 end of 2019, uh, not end of 2019, end of 2018. That was the end of 2018. Was. Yeah, that was end of 2019. And that meant... But, but she knew from there that like that she was she was struggling to keep up. She knew that she was struggling, but also part of it, she, she said, she needed to distance herself because if she didn't, she's always going to be the face of Keaki Zaka. I see. That's why... That is one of the things that made me feel like, okay, it, it's not touchy. It can't be touchy. Like, if she was willing, if she saw that and was like, look, I don't want to be in the way of your guys' mm. idol careers. Like, yeah, it definitely wasn't her. It it really, really was managed. And it was, like, uh, it was management also, uh, like, kind of working against the other girls. Yeah. Because, you know, like, they, they got into this position where they could, like, yeah, they were probably really fucking bummed out. Like, and they were. You saw them, like, when they, when they, whenever they weren't picked um, to be in the, uh, the groups for the, the singles. Um, but, uh, like I, you, part of me wonders if, if a little part of them wasn't like relieved that they didn't have to be the center. They, they didn't have to be the act that followed Techie. Mm. Um, 
well, that that they could always just kind of like hang back. Ultimately, so. it's absolutely management's fault because they should have recognized the writing on the wall early on that they needed to stop putting so much pressure on her. It just kind of from the outside in, like listening to you guys talk, it sounds like they allowed a cascade of pressure to just really overwhelm her um, when they really should have seen yeah. earlier on that they needed to maybe start building up some of the other girls in the group. So that's a shame. Mm. But, uh, yeah. No, this it, it's essentially like what you see with, with Nogizaka with like the way that they're building up the, the girls, like the more girls now, like, but even like beforehand, they, you know, had more, you know, talent that they were building up. It feels like Hayakizaka went in the complete opposite direction. Mm. Yep. Um, and, and, and to be I fair, it it produced some of the most amazing performances, but at the mm. cost of probably one of the one of the biggest prodigies in the idol industry. Mm. Um, I think. I could, I could yeah, I was, was going to say. I think part of one of the things that really stood out for me from that documentary was some of the kind of the things that the first generation got put through. It's I've I've got a ton of respect for them. Um, oh, dude, beyond... Michan, Mi Michan, Mi that Mi one Chan part blows <sighs> me away. Yeah, like she, it was the part where like Futari says on, they basically went, there isn't going to be a center for it, and she just, it was the bit where they focused on her on stage, and she just handed her microphone to the one, mm -hmm. to the one next to her, and she was and, confused, and, did the solo dance, and yep. then just did the solo mm -hmm. dance without anyone telling her to. Yep. And cool. then, and, <laughs> so starts positive. She was amazing for doing that. Then it was towards the end where they did the ninth single Senbatsu. And they didn't pick her. Mm -hmm. yep. It felt like she had been done so dirty there. Yeah, dirty. Yeah. Because. Oh, and then, and then oh. looking, looking forward. I mean, why, why, I, I get it. I get that they're trying to build up second gen. Why isn't she the, the center for Ben? Like, why? She's one of the few who's willing to step up, like, in lieu of Techi. One mm. of the few who was like, yeah, I'll take the reins. I'll be the center. And you're like, no? What? Are you kidding me with this shit? You have so many opportunities, like, to, to, like, see, you know, which one of your idols are, are are ready to step up to that center position and yet just keep going back to the same ones over and over again. It's just, it's, it's mind blowing, honestly. Yep. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's so like that. It was really, I think eye opening to also see that, um, to actually see some footage from the night single that I think was always rumored outside the group that there was going to be a night single. Mm -hmm. And to see like the build up to that, to the Senbatsu announcement, to them actually recording the music video for that, and Techi just saying, I'm not going to record a music video for this one. Um, yeah. To essentially it being scrapped and then moving on from it was kind of explains why that whole last year really announced nothing. Yeah, it just kind of fell apart. Yeah. I think. I think that clarifies some of the stuff about were they doing nothing or were they trying to do something and it didn't work? And I think it was the, they were trying to do something, but no one was on board with it. 
I'm I'm glad that you know as as much as I would have loved to have seen and heard what that was. I'm mm. like having seen uh the ending of production for uh Kuroi Hitsuji. Glad they didn't go through with it. Yep. Because I don't I don't <laughs> think I could have stood to watch that again. <laughs> it's really sad. Um. So I mean, and that that music video is objectively amazing. Just one of the best music videos I've ever seen. Also, and the bit they recorded at the end of that was it the end of that music video where she refused to let go of the flowers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they they showed that in like she was just on the floor crying when that music video finished recorded, um, and like they were trying they were trying to get her up for ages. You could see some of the members that were just looking as if like what's what's happening hmm. yeah um, yeah and it was then when they were like kind of helping her out and they tried to drag the flowers off her and she went no i'm holding on to these that was the moment to me it was like she's in too deep in this role mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like she yeah, sees she that sounds... role as herself she's not an actor anymore yeah um, yeah she sounds like one of those very kind of very one in a million type artists that is just a savant like mm. <laughs> like genuinely just very very artistic and and almost allows their mind to drift too far into uh you know away from maybe the reality of things and, and into the art of it that that is what worries me about yeah Tetsu. yeah because I, I do i'm gonna keep following her i mean uh we, we i think we've talked about it uh, in previous episodes like that she's um she's doing uh solo stuff now and it's it's honestly fantastic mm. she's still she's still got it she could still perform um hopefully it's the subject matter is a bitch here here because again i i love keaki Zaku's music but yeah a lot of it can be a fucking downer yeah. like had they yep. had she been like at a, a center for like uh god uh, let me just pick out a song like um uh the god damn it uh tape uh, you know the happy cheery you know i want to hold your hand king song probably would have been a little, like and like maybe like you know on that album you know let her be on that and then like let somebody else take the you know serious we're gonna deal with societal issues song like yeah that might have been pretty fucking good she might have had a little bit of a break no after uh, seeing this kind of glimpse at at what happened do you agree with the decision for them to just shut down Keaki Zaka and kind of start up Sakura Zaka? Do you think that that was like no. a... Yeah. I think they I, if they were going to do that, they needed to make a cleaner break. Yeah. I I honestly... I And, the, you know, the, the girls are going to... They agree with the, with management, but I think that's mostly because they have to. Maybe maybe they do. Uh, wow. I think but, I think you'll see the ones that didn't agree with management are all the ones that gra- graduated within left. about yep. a month of that announcement. I I'm disappointed. Like as, as as much as I I have a lot of respect for the the first years uh, that stuck on because you know they want to keep their career going. Um, I wish they I wish that they would have pushed harder to mm. uh, to stay because like like you know I feel like they should have it it management should have said like no no like. The the argument is or was in the the documentary uh, that they didn't want to be um, the post Techi Keikizaka, yep. but I I kind of 
and this is I mean, this is kind of mean, but I I kind of feel like that's cowardice. Yeah, that they should have been willing to rise to that to that. Like if they you know, if they wanted to keep going, that they should have been willing to rise to the to the challenge of being like, yeah, like this this you know era with these fucking amazing singles, like we're willing to step up and attempt, like make the attempt at being as good as as if not better and you know what the this. live that we were talking about earlier was post touchy and it was incredible yeah no yep. it was fantastic but but now that like they're sakurazaka they're probably never going to do those songs again <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's such a fucking waste yeah. mm. um it, cause it like thought you know like oh like you know it's like, oh yeah, this can't be done without Tetchy, and it's like bullshit. It's been done. You guys did it, and you guys fucking knocked it out of the park. Yeah, have more, have more, you know, uh, confidence in your idols, more respect yeah. for your idols. Well, I, th- I think, uh, like, I think you could blame it on the management. I think it is ninety nine percent their issue. But yeah, part of me was really disappointed in the way that they kind of faced up to being put in a position to say, are you good enough to succeed past yeah. um yeah. old Kayaki Zaka? And mm-hmm. what I would have liked to see in there was them to to fight it a bit more, to say, Yeah, we we can be better than that Kayaki Zaka. We can exceed that. But for them to say why argue with this, let's become another group. Yeah. It's yeah. It makes it's you feel like, okay, they've already admitted then they can never be better than the Kayaki Zaka that was there. So then what is Kayaki, what is Sakura Zaka? They're going to have to go down a different style route because they've already oh, admitted and, I mean, they already against are. Kayaki Zaka. Yeah, they, they already are. And, but I feel like the, that the, the route they're trying to take is the Nogi Zaka route, which is, which, I mean, I'm not saying anything against <laughs> Nogi Zaka, but they're not going to beat Nogi Zaka no. at that game. They're just not. That's been filled. <laughs> and I think that was, yeah. um, there was a whole thing in the um, in the documentary where it was um, Aki P said to them, like, this is your chance. There's a niche here. Like, we're, we're positioning you here. Yes, it's like a bit, and because they were still showing in the early days, they were a bit unsure of how edgy the group was. And he was mm-hmm. saying, We've positioned this group in that that area because there is no one like you, mm-hmm. and that's, that's why the they selling blew point. up. It's like they did, yeah. <laughs> they blew up like fucking crazy because of mm. this, and now they're like, no, no, let's back off. And granted, you know, good reason. Like the burnout that that their idol, that their yeah. idols, and more specifically their center experience. But it's, I feel like, like, how hard is it to come to the conclusion that? Hey, maybe instead of ha- like every single being a giant giant bummer, maybe every other single we have like you know a you know here are society's issues kind of single and like in between I don't know something a little lighter, um, mm. maybe switch up the fucking the the center every now and again, maybe instill a little bit more confidence in your in your uh, your backline and stuff like that. Um, yeah, just I don't know. It's a lot of things. Like, yeah, I I will agree. Ninety nine percent management. And yeah, there's a like, and there's even a very small part of me that's like, you know, <laughs> maybe Tetchy didn't have to throw herself in that role so much. Hundred percent. I don't. I just don't think that that's her. I, I think. Really I just think. Don't like. Yeah, I think she was put in that situation, but I think 
Like there were bit, things like, a little that bit of she personal responsibility. Done. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of personal responsibility. She is, you know, at, for all intents and purposes, when she was, uh, when she was starting out, she was. I mean, let's not kid around. She was a child, mm. so I mean, she's going to take the advice of yeah. of her elders. So she probably got advice like that to just throw herself into it. Yeah. But a little personal responsibility, you know, she is her own person at the end of the day. Um, she has the last say, but at, at the same time, it's just, I feel like way more of that is on the adult so- shoulders. Mm. So, yeah, I might even yeah, have more kind of blame and these kind of things on the management's shoulders, just because I feel like as young as these girls are, when they get into these roles, these larger than life roles, they're really putting themselves in the care and the protection and the guidance of these managers. And the, the yeah. fact that, the, I mean, the managers really, it's, they, they could have screwed up and it sounds like they did. You know, it, and it's on them. <laughs> yeah. No. To be fair, that's mm. just that's mostly me just trying not to be yeah. a complete Oshi or a complete, <laughs> you know, catchy Oshi. Yep. But it's it's uh, just you look at these, it's... especially like the when they, you know, I just got done watching like the third gen Nogizaka documentary last night, and um, I think it was last night. Regardless, I uh, just to see how young and innocent and kind of vulnerable they are. It it mm. it really, you know, it. it puts even more on the managers, you know, because it really, they are putting themselves in, into the manager's care. So, yeah. yeah. No, it's, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, you're right. Especially with, with the, the Sakamichi groups because they, mm. I mean, some of them start real, real young. So, yeah. I mean, and it's not like, like, I mean, as a parent, like, how many parents do you, you know, like, know the ins and outs of the idol industry or mm. art? Like, they're probably, like, office workers. They don't know anything about that. They're like, oh, okay. I mean, she wants to make money. Sure. Yeah. Make sure she does her schoolwork, I guess. <laughs> um, but um, I think I think all of this is just kind of makes, and, and we talked about this before, but it really does make that first single for Sakurazaka just that, such a slap in the face. Yep. Such a, like the, the nobody's fault, like that title is such a, like so disrespectful to the fans after mm. seeing that because it's like do you think we're fucking stupid <laughs> the funny thing is <laughs> the title of it is nobody's fault but based on that documentary it was slightly everyone's fault <laughs> yeah yeah i can find a lot of fault in that yeah i mean i i you know like maybe don't like you know persecute people for it but you yeah. know uh, somebody Again, they're, they're making accountable it, it's Again, it's not for like the fans to say, like to really like hammer them that like this is their fault, but like it's their careers, mm-hmm. and ultimately, if they're in their careers and they're saying I can't succeed, then part of it's slightly on them. Yeah, um, and I think that aspect, again, it's not down to the fans to judge them on that. Mm. That's that's for Fair. themselves to judge themselves, but then <laughs> it's part of. Um, then singing a song once you've made a new group saying nobody's fault, it just feel that's the bit to the fans that feels like the slap. Yeah, it's not not the yeah. fact that they've made those decisions. Like the documentary is a great way to see behind the curtain, but it's not for really us to judge them on any of that. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's it's just very just... eye opening. Let's say. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's like I I think so Logan if you're listening to this uh and you probably are since you know, he's going to probably be doing the editing. Uh um I what is it when 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 I watched it I 
posted i I actually mentioned it to you Stephen, that i just watched it Mm. and he says asked does this make the situation clear the situation if you've been listening to the idle hour podcast for a while we were you know talking about how we didn't know um who was at fault what happened you know like why kayaki zako rebranded and all this stuff yes just to make the situation clearer and my answer was to answer your question with a complete (laughs) non-answer yes and no and that's my answer now so like (laughs) yeah it's clearer but no at the same time like i don't know why i still don't know why you would rebrand i really don't yep um that didn't that didn't make that was the one part that really didn't make sense to me is yeah if they came to that decision then why continue at all or or just like when someone oh, comes you... to you and says, "Hey, I can't do this anymore," why your first response would be, "What can we do to keep you?" Yeah, because, because why why wouldn't your response be like, "Okay, take some time off. We'll 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 start filling the central role in." Yes. Yeah. yeah. It put. Well, it, then, I like, think. I think there was that was one part that kind of like like hit me heavy is where you've got the other members in the group telling Techi please stay. Mm. And it's like, you're putting under her under so much pressure for this group. Like mm. at that point you want you, that's where you want management to stand in because obviously the girls are like, you're the center. We need you. You need management to step in at that point and go, we'll give her a rest. Mm-hmm. We'll give her some time to think about it and not just say, now nah, we're just going to continue as is. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Well, the rebranding yeah, decision just... too is why we're having this conversation. Because if they had just, if Techi had just graduated or mo- they had moved on without Techi, I mm. think we would have forgotten about all this by now. <laughs> I, I, I mean, honestly I think... think we probably still would, yeah. we still would be having the conversation about the documentary. But mm. you're right; like it wouldn't be, it, I wouldn't be as bad, honestly. Like honestly, I, I'd feel bad, you know. But I mean, I would, I guess. I, Unless it hurts to say, I'd find a new Oshi and you know mm. continue enjoying the mm. music. If they continued, if they continued on like kind of the same or relatively the same path, you know, like hard hitting uh, single mm. and then like softer B sides. But do you, you feel know? like they would have had to make the documentary if they hadn't shut the group down? For Techie, <laughs> <yes. laughs> the funny, the funny part about all of this is when they recorded the documentary, they didn't even know they were breaking up. That oh, was wow. the reason okay. the documentary mm-hmm. was about two hours ten long. Apparently, the original mm-hmm. cut was an hour and a half. Wow! And they okay. had to add forty minutes for everything that happened in this last year. <laughs> yeah, that, that that was another thing that was hard to watch. Tetchi, like, because uh, at the end of twenty nineteen, she basically told. Actually, I think it was at no, it was at mm. the end of the Tokyo, Tokyo Dome uh, live. She she basically told the girls one by one, I'm done. Ah, uh, no, that that was after anymore. Kohaku. Oh, was it after? Yep. Oh, I thought it was Tokyo Dome. Yeah, you're right. It was Kohaku. Yeah, that's right. I, okay, no, I do remember that now. Okay, yeah. So yeah, after Kohaku, she, um, she basically told them one by one, like hugged it out with all of them, or like one by one, telling them I'm done. So they knew from that point mm. that that it was pretty much over. Um, that did that did that she, answer one of my fears though that she withdrew without telling anyone. Yeah, no, I'm. See, so this is one of the things is I think this. I mean, so not completely, but like ninety nine point nine percent for me exonerates my Oshi, which makes me feel happy. <laughs> but at the same time, watching it made me just completely fucking depressed for her. Yeah, like it's really hard to watch. I'll tell you now, uh, if 
any producers in America, in, in Japan are listening, the tell-all story from Techi, get your money together now. <laughs> yeah. When, because... When, when, she gets, when she's older and, she, and if she's ever ready to talk, yeah, holy shit. Because she's, she's said idea. she'll talk when she's ready, and that's not now. Wow. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, it's this might come across very ignorant of me too, but it's the whole thing, especially like the whole nobody's fault thing, is very un-Japanese too. Like, usually when something bad happens at a company, like the the management always like they're ready to like, you know, resign and you know take all the responsibility, and you know the leaders yeah. are typically that way. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, it is that's that is an interesting point. I mean, most of the time when we see Japanese companies over here and, and something has gone horribly wrong, we always see the, you know, uh, multiple cameras and like mm. the reporters uh, sitting um, uh, on tables uh, and, and, you know, they're, they're, these heads of the company are bowing as low as they can. And so, yeah, it is interesting in a really shitty kind of way, but it is interesting. <laughs> it's interesting because it, it's more like what an American music company would do. <laughs> Uh, which is depressing yep. to think about. It's just like, no, just rebrand. <laughs> They're fine. Uh, yeah, I think I think the outcome from my point of view of that whole documentary was, I think after seeing that, I would have been happier if they'd have just drawn a line fully into Keakizaka, cemented it what it was, and that's it. Yeah. I think that solidified that in my mind now that it it didn't need this extension. I think yeah. it needed a clean cut, whether that's to just take the second gens out of the equation completely because they'd not been part of a single up to that point. Mm-hmm. Take the second gens, create a new group with them. But to keep this dragging on when you've got, from the interviews with the other members, when you've got members, I think it was... um. Uh, Kobayashi Yui, like they interviewed her right at the end, and she said about like Techi's leaving, she believes her opinion is different to everyone else's in the groups about that, and it feels like that she's got some different feelings on it, and you kind of go, okay, and you're not, and that's fine. You're not telling anyone what those are, but it makes it really curious why you're so willing to continue after that point the same way as the rest of the group are if you feel completely different about it and i think yeah that's some of the things that like still trouble me from that documentary is are they just continuing with it because they've been told to rather than they feel it (laughs) it's it's a tough one see like i i i honestly after that documentary, I don't, I, I don't want to follow Sakurazaka. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> yep. I, I don't want to, but I'm going to, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna watch Ban, like when they release the, uh, the music video. Um, I want to read those lyrics because I have to know where they're gonna go. But honestly, if they continue on the like the same route as Nobody's Fault, and I think I've said this before, but now I am doubly sure. I think I'm done with. At the very least, with with Sakura Zaka, I'll I'll still follow Nogi Zaka. I'll still follow mm. Inata Zaka. They're doing great stuff, but it's a damn shame that my favorite group, uh, <laughs> this of this, uh, yep. is like it's a damn shame that I had to see them go through that because that sucks. 
Yep. Um, I think I think that's you could probably characterize that's the whole synopsis of the film. This sucks. Pretty much. Yeah, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's. I mean, yeah. to be fair, that's some like you could you could synopsize some of their songs like that too. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> Uh, Japanese collectivist society sucks. Uh, yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot of their music, but I love it. Um, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's short and small of it, really. Well, that's Long our recommendation. <laughs> watch the documentary. I'd say watch it. Honestly, I would it's say good. like even if you're not a fan, even if you're yeah. not like it's 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 a real interesting insight into the the Japanese idol industry. Um. But uh, mm. I think uh, it's, fan, it's, it's really a view into the idol industry that we've never really got before. Because at least some of the documentaries have yeah. a positive spin on things. This one, I didn't get a positive beyond some of the positives that came out of the real negatives. And that I, left an I overall think, feeling. I, I think- I think what they they were actually trying to spin the ending, like the Sakura, the Sakurazaka one, like this, like the kind of rebranding. It didn't work. I think that that yeah, no, it didn't fucking work. <laughs> I think I I do think though that that was that was kind of their their attempt was like you know like oh it's sad but you know we're gonna keep going you know and like the girls talk about you know mm. uh, moving moving towards you know the future and all that stuff. I think that was supposed to be the positive spin, but yeah, no. Oof, if you're <laughs> if you're a Kayaki Zaka fan. That fucking did not work. They really swung and missed that one, though. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it, it it's one of those things too. Is like, cause there's there's a uh, there's Kayaki Zaka lives that I've wanted to own for a long time, mm. and now I'm just like, I don't want to give money to you. I would, I yeah. would, I would rather, I would rather make the trip to Japan and give money to a traders than I would. Which is the like for those of you who don't know, Traders is a, a secondhand store, and by the way, Japanese secondhand is second to none. They <laughs> they take care of their shit. It's crazy. Anyway, I would yeah, I would rather give my money to a secondhand uh, establishment like Traders mm. um, for those than than give my money directly to um, the the management and pr- production that uh, handle handled Kiyakizaka and handle Sakurazaka. Like, sure. It's one of the reasons why I keep taking. The Sakurazaka uh, uh, CDs, like the the uh, first single out of my uh, my uh, cart mm. on CD Japan, is because I just I don't <laughs> want to give them that money. Yeah, but I want that on my mind. Yep. So it's one of those ones where, <laughs> weirdly enough, only the early concerts and the online live now are going to be the only ones where I'm not going to feel completely different about that performance. Oh, dude, 100%. The the Tokyo Dome one, I I own that one, and I don't think I'm going to be able to watch that in the same way as I watched that in the past. Yeah, no, I... I love those performances and I love like the, like my, some of my favorite performance are the Keaki Republic ones. And even mm. then, like it's shown like how hard it was on them, uh, <sighs> especially catchy. And it's yep. like, this is, I think I, I mentioned this like uh, towards the beginning, but like you, I watch the, I, am I going to watch these now and think, am I a <laughs> bastard for loving this because they're fucking killing it. But at the same time, it's fucking killing them. Yep. Um, it's a crazy. I've never experienced this as an idol fan. 
and it <laughs> is so a yeah. really hard realization um <laughs> so definitely watch it because i i it's gonna give you that but at the same time i think it just adds i mean for for other idol groups i should say it just adds another layer of appreciation based on what like you know like the the amount of training and all that stuff and we always kind of knew that um but for other idol groups maybe you know a, a layer of appreciation for uh for good management you know like the the management that doesn't put their idols through this kind of shit um mm. that you know uh gives them ample time and space to to kind of be themselves and to and to do their own thing um i think there's yep. something to be said for that and i think if if any good lesson can be taken from this documentary it's that it's appreciate it's appreciate the the managements who are seemingly doing well hopefully doing well uh by their idols mm. yep it's well what if this <laughs> was all fuck. by design i mean is as edgy as keakizaki is maybe they did this all on purpose to create well that. if it's all by so design then those th the managers need to go <laughs> i would have said something there. yeah <laughs> i need to i'm 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 punching some managers. Yep. <laughs> I'm coming over. I'm going to get banned from Japan. I don't care. I'm punching some managers. Because that would be screwed up. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Well, That's it's, brutal, it's, it's, it's the things like understanding, though, like when, when you've got a performance of like um, Glass Oware on, on mm. stage and you've got Techi there crying in the performance, but you now know where those tears come from. That. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to watch a live like that in the same way now. And yeah, especially that the, like the the part where she, you know, she like runs out from the crowd. Um, oh, like man, that's it's so much. I, I sound like my English professor, like one of my but it's so it's so much more of a powerful statement knowing that kind of stuff. Mm. But it's just like holy shit, Tetchy. Like she really threw it all on the line in every performance. Like especially that one where she she fell off the stage yeah like her her earpiece comes right out of her fucking head because mm. she's like like she's going for it like fucking like really really like doing uh her best to i don't know portray the whole breaking through the glass kind of uh a mentality that glass Wawade brings um so yeah no it's it, like you mm. said it's 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 gonna be difficult to watch but at the same time i think i can appreciate how much like i could still appreciate how much of a like consummate performer mm. just like an insane showman or show oh, definitely. show idol that uh tetchy is it's the same reason you can go back and watch like batman for heath ledger's joker performance and know mm. that that put him into like a oh. you know awful state of depression 100%. it's like it, it's an artist yeah. that put their heart and soul into that performance and mm. as a way of respecting that it's yeah definitely enjoy it <laughs> Yeah, I think I think the one where they interviewed the the main choreographer of the group about that, where she kind of danced down the stage um, when she fell off the stage, mm -hmm. of basically mm -hmm. saying, "I told her not to do it, but she's an artist. Like, if she feels that's part of the song that she's breaking through the glass, she'll do it. Like, it, it, at a certain point, she as an artist kind of passed the point of." being part of the group so she moved away from them breaking through the glass but then <laughs> she pushed it she pushed her body too far and mm -hmm. it's 
it was i think what annoyed me is he was the choreographer was the only one of the management that was really questioned about anything and it was when he got asked the question by the documentary makers do you think adults should have a care responsibility for children and my thing to that was don't ask him that ask the other managers that no, yeah. Don't put him this, on the spot. This, He's the choreographer. This man is a choreographer, yeah. <laughs> and he told her not to do something. Yeah. So that's as much care as he can put into that. You need the managers, like the actual managers, <laughs> to be like, "Hey, if you fucking do this, I'm benching you." Mm. Like, you know, like you would like a sports athlete or something yeah. like that. Like there has to be some kind of, you know, some kind of person putting the brakes on stuff and there just yeah. wasn't. Um yeah. For sure, it's this is this is yeah this is this is a I'm glad I got to see it. I don't think I ever want to see something like it again. Uh, if I mm. like, because you know that just means that another idol group kind of went astray. Mm. But definitely think, watch it. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think it's one of the like it's a key piece of media about the idol industry in Japan now. Mm-hmm. I think it stands out to me as. There are many documentaries about different idol groups. Like this is one, this is one like must watch. If oh you no, really for sure. Understand. If, if if ever there's like a like research papers written about the mm. idol industry in Japan or anywhere, but mostly in Japan, they're going to reference this fucking shit. Oh yeah, like, this is going to be a huge reference. Um, so yeah it's it's good it's still made by the company so like we got to take a little bit like yep well yeah a little bit of with a grain of salt because maybe not everything that you know happened was shown because maybe the cameras weren't on maybe they just didn't want to show it um but i think i think they still did a a fairly decent job of kind of conveying where the problems lied so yeah oh boy well, I've been I've been holding that in for a few days now, so yep. <laughs> I think I think I need a beer or a few. Maybe I need something Sunday. stronger. Yeah, fair. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, okay. Any anything final to add before we uh, we send off the listeners? That sounds like a good one to close on. <laughs> Sorry, this was such a bummer for the last forty yeah. minutes. Yeah. Well, hey, hey, hey. It's it's in keeping with Kayaki Zaka. You know what? True. If you're done with this, if you've never listened to a Kayaki Zaka song, go listen to it for like like what Jeff said for for you know Tetchi and the other girls' sake for what they what they went through. Mm. Um, I would recommend all of it honestly, but um, start with Silent Majority because it's amazing. Uh, Putari Sezan is is you know for the Michan thing. Uh, uh, Fukuon, if you want to like listen to that one live because it's fucking crazy live, and mm. knowing what we know now, it's even harder to listen to live. Uh, Glass Warware again because Tachi's insane. Uh, Ambivalent is just a lot of fun. Kuro Hitsuji is Tachi's song, like just <sighs> full stop. Um, watch and that. My personal. Re- watch, listen to that one. Read the lyrics of that one. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then. Uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna throw in my personal favorites and, and you you guys if you guys want to go ahead too but uh I, I mentioned it before eccentric and Hiraishin. I love those songs go give them a listen go read their lyrics they're pretty messed up but I love them <laughs> Hiraishins especially let's say 
I fucking love that song though. <laughs> God, like I love the like the amount of emotion that like in their voices when they sing that one. Ugh. It's so good. To put a positive spin on the whole thing, it sounds like after watching this documentary, there's a a new level of kind of like emotion and appreciation that can go into going back and actually watching anything Keakizaka. And the positive spin could be in the fact that they actually shut Keakizaka down is now that this is really a a project that came to a conclusion and has a now a very interesting kind of something you can go back to and watch and get an emotion out of that's more than just watching an idol performance like there's mm. a whole backstory to it that's sounds pretty interesting and pretty you know, dark I, so yeah i i i, I feel you there yeah. I, I feel you that's that's a good one um i mean i still feel like i'm a bastard like enjoying it but like you said like <laughs> If you don't enjoy it, then like all that hard work was like pretty much for nothing. So, mm. um, but yeah, yeah, definitely like <laughs> go enjoy Kayaki Zaka because like it's all there. But mm. anyway, did did you did you have any recommendations you wanted to make, Stephen? I'm I'm only gonna add uh, nobody to that list. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's a good one as well. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, you know what? No, one more, one more, one more. <laughs> Uh, sorry. Uh, Tetchy's Tetchy's uh, uh, solo. Go watch. Oh, that. yeah. That's uh, I'm I'm trying to remember how exactly to say it. Um, because I can't remember. Is it uh, Cuddle Magaru? Cuddle Magaru. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go watch that. Oh, it's... watch that. Listen to that. Oh, the yeah, music video yeah. is as powerful as the live performance. But then knowing, again, what she went through to get to that live performance, it's like, fuck. Yeah. I love this performance, but I feel so bad like enjoying it as much. as Anyway, we were going to go on and on about this. So let's, <laughs> let's just close it out for today. Um, we're way over our allotted yep, uh, definitely. hour, but that's fine. We, we do this all the time. Idle two hours. Um, <laughs> I don't, yeah, there you go. Um, it would, it would, it's not as much fun if it's not a pun. Anyway. <laughs> um thank you guys uh so much for listening uh if you want to get a hold of us uh maybe you have a take we'd love to hear any of your takes on uh the uh, kayakizaka documentary special if you watched it um you can lament with us um or <laughs> Clearly if we you can want talk to, for days on this stuff <laughs> if you if you want to be happier and talk with like you know jeff and steven and, and you know, hopefully eventually me about like you know nogizaka birthday lives or you know any of the happier more fun <laughs> stuff that we also we also enjoy i promise we're, we don't just like the downer stuff um <laughs> then you can get a hold of us uh via twitter we're uh, at idle hour pod instagram at idle hour pod facebook.com slash idle hour pod our email is uh idle hour podcast at gmail.com and our website is our parent uh podcast uh the anime arcade.net uh hit us up on any one of those and we can get you into our discord which is um the anime arcade discord but you know there's a large idol uh fandom here as well this is why we have uh this podcast <laughs> yeah. uh and why 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 we're able to get uh someone from across the pot <laughs> <laughs> Someone who would just be shouting into the void if we didn't have this podcast. There you go. Well, we're pretty much shouting into the void anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Look yeah. forward to welcoming um, you over to the light side of idols, uh, Carlos. Mm, you've been going. There you go. <laughs> yeah. 
You yeah. slipped into the darkness for too long. <laughs> uh, you know what? I could I could just start watching Twenty Two Seven again. They're, oh they're, God! They're the, yeah, they're the same thing as. Uh, I, I would, but most of their stuff, like they don't they don't localize a lot of their stuff. I hope they do eventually. Anyway, we're going on too long. Um, <laughs> thank you guys so much for li- listening, uh, Jeff, Stephen. Uh, thanks as always, and uh, we will yeah. catch you guys in the next one. See you next yeah. time.